0: totally accepts you and really really likes you enjoy today's program as we dig deeper into what it means to be still growing in grace Welcome back to Still Growing in Grace. I hope you're tracking along each week with us here. This whole program is designed to inspire and encourage you, to lift you up, to give you good news, especially in a culture flooded with such negative and fake news. I hope what you hear is going to encourage your soul and may that then overflow into wonderful love and expression for others. Last week, we be- uh, we talked about the idea idea that God is love his actual essence his DNA is love it's not an app but rather it is his essence today i want to make a case for God is light and what does that mean over the past couple of years this topic of God is light has revolutionized my thinking it's helped me see how God can actually flow through all of humanity in a profound way. Cause I always thought growing up that there's us and them, God's in some people and he's not in others. Well, today could stretch you a little bit, but please, please, please let the word of God, let the verses I share with you become a source of encouragement. May you hear what I hear. May you see what I see in these texts. So today I want to talk about God is light. His complete essence is light. I believe he has three key things. He has light, love, and life, light, love, and life. Those three things make up who God is. And he's not uh, as light. He's not just a reflection, but he is light itself. He is the source of light. Uh, in, uh, first John one verse five, see, got to start with scripture. I want you to hear it through the lens of the scriptures. I'm not making this up, but I have come to see some beautiful things that make God bigger and better all the time. Does what you hear make God bigger and better, or does it make him smaller and not as powerful? I hope that you're hearing really good news here's from here's what first uh, John 1 5 says this is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him there's no darkness at all that's profound there's no darkness in him and God is light That's one verse. Uh, Now, from the message translation, it says this, 1 John 1, 5. This, in essence, is the message we have heard from Christ and are passing on to you. God is light, pure light. There's not a trace of darkness in him. Uh, I'm liking what I am hearing here. I love these verses that, first of all, last week we clearly saw God is love. Now we're hearing He is light as well, pure light, no darkness in Him. The Young's literal translation says it this way, And this is the message that we have heard from Him and announced to you, that God is light and darkness in Him is not at all it's just the way it's translated because it's it's a literal translation there's no darkness in him god is light so far this is good news just just from one verse today but there's a whole lot more i got i've got a real great set of verses and encouragements for you today uh first 1 john 1:5 1, in the passion translation i love this translation it goes like this this is the life-giving message We heard him share and it's ringing in our ears. Let me start again. This is the life-giving message we heard heard him share, and it's still ringing in our ears. Now, usually when we talk about ringing in our ears, uh, it's usually a negative thing. I've been at events uh, or uh, at, at, let's say, camp, and somebody sneaks firecrackers <laughs> to, to the campfire, and suddenly, boom, there's a loud blast, and it just rings in my ear for time to come. If you've ever been in a car accident, accident and it's a sudden crash your ears ring from the sudden loud sound but here the truth is so powerful that the writer is saying this is the life-giving message and it's ringing in our ears we now repeat his words to you god is pure light you will never even find a trace of darkness in him or another way to say it is no darkness at all can find any place in him. Your God is light. In the Mirror Bible, if you don't know the Mirror Bible, you got you to look that one up. That's a, that's a really awesome Bible. It says this, my conversation with you flows from the same source, which illuminates this fellowship of union with the Father and the Son. This, then, is the essence of the message. God is radiant light. And in him, there is, exists not even a trace of obscurity or darkness at all. There's no darkness in God. God is light, radiant light the writer here is saying this this is about a conversation this is this is what we're hearing this is what's flowing through him it's pointing to the union we have with god this is good news now let me read this next verse this this next one really can blow your mind. There's two or three of them coming up that are going to pl- um, play for evidence in a case I'm trying to make for you. The God's light shines through all things, all people, everyone, everything, every living organism in this world, even things that are not living like a table or de- desk. God is light and flows through all things. So let's talk about people first. Jesus said in Matthew 6, to 23, it says this, the eye is the lamp of the body. So then, if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then, the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Did you just hear that? Did you you catch that? I never caught that before. But now that I've caught it, I, I cannot unsee this scripture. It's showing us bluntly that light is in us. It says here, if then the light that is in you, if that light that is in you, factual, objective truth, if that light, the existing light in you, if that is darkness to you, how great is that darkness? There are so many people walking in darkness. Oh, wait, it's called blind. They are blind. What did Jesus come to seek and save? He came to seek those who are lost, give sight to the blind. These are metaphors of healing and revelation and growing in grace. Let's read the same text from the Passion Translation. I love this. I hope you love this too. It says this, the eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being if your heart is unclouded the light floods in but if your eyes are focused on money uh, and in brackets it says an evil eye can also be associated with being stingy and greedy so money is a very interesting topic here which we cover another time the light then cannot penetrate the darkness and take its place Listen again. The eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter your being. So many people have the light of God in them, but they do not have a revelation of that. They do not believe it. They cannot see it. To them, it is darkness. They don't have the revelation of it. Their eyes are clouded. They are um, unable to see what is. Right now, I've got lights on in this room, and I can close my eyes or bring a blind person in, and the lights would still be shining shining but it may not be perceived but they're shining so the light is so let's let's keep going the eye becomes a metaphor metaphor for spiritual perception. The body is our spirit. The darkness is formed by the lies and opinions that blind us. Oh, the world is filled with terrible opinions and lies, misgivings, misconceptions, miscalculations. But here it's, it continues to say, How profound will be the darkness within you if the light of truth cannot enter? Huh. <laughs> if the light cannot enter, the light is there. It's there. It's not being perceived. This is an absolutely beautiful hope. I have hope for everyone. Now, those who don't believe I have a greater hope for now, because I know the light of Christ is already shining through them in them. It is present there, just like his love is present in all people but not everybody's aware of it. Luke eleven thirty four 34 and 36 to 36 says this. The eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is clear, your whole body also is full of light. But when it is bad, your body also is full of darkness. Then watch out that the light in you is not darkness. If, therefore, your whole body is full of light with no dark part in it, it will be wholly, as in W-H-O-L-L-Y, wholly illumined, as when the lamp illumines you with its rays. The rays and light of Christ are in you. Wake up, people. If you want to believe but have a hard time, just, just ask. Father, open my eyes. God, open my eyes, wherever you are, whatever you perceive him to be, pray, open my eyes to see. I want to see this light that the scriptures keep talking about. And for believers, oh my goodness, this is a greater hope for you because now you see clearly in this text, there's light in you never mind the non-believers let's just look at believers for a moment those who are walking and struggling trying to find a way to get god into them because they think god left them due to something bad they did some terrible decision a horrific crime something unbelievable and yet my my believer my friend god loves you has made you right has already reconciled you. It's a done deal. Now look to the light in you. It's never left you. But if you don't believe it's there, if you think God has left, then that light in you is now darkness and you're blind to the fact of what is. Today I pray you will wake up. Psalm 97 verses 11 and 12. Again, this is from the old covenant. This is this is a beautiful picture. Light is sown like seed for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. Be glad in the Lord, you righteous ones, and give thanks to his holy name. The writer of this clearly sees that light is sown, that righteousness is a seed that's in you already. Allow it to grow, nurture it, cultivate it. Uh, Some seeds can't grow in certain places. You need to have the right soil for that seed to grow. And belief is part of that soil. What's your belief heart like? Is it concrete? You don't believe in God? Or is it uh, a path of uh, weeds and that'll suck you up? No, look deep in you. The light and seed is already in you. I pray today you'll find that hope. I pray you'll wake up and hear and see the light of Christ is already in you. We'll come back to the second half of this show, and uh, we'll continue on this awesome topic. Looking for a real
1: estate agent that will put your needs before his? Terry Van Lent is just that agent. Caring and honest are just two of Terry's best qualities, and they shine through in his real estate career. As a longtime resident of Waterloo Region, Terry is well acquainted with the area and its multitude of attractive amenities. For an agent that cares, call Terry Van Lenth at Coldwell Banker, Peter Benninger Realty, 519-742-5800, extension 2060. Family run, family owned. So their focus is on you. Conestoga Lodge Retirement Residence is a full-service retirement home in Kitchener, and you'll be impressed to know that they are not a big corporate chain. They're quality-driven with a focus on each and every individual. Conestoga Lodge offers permanent and short-term stays. To book a free, no-obligation tour, you can call 519- 576-2140
0: or visit online at conestogalodge.com Welcome back to the second half. Uh, In the first half, we ended with Psalm 97, talking about God is light, and light is sown like seed for the righteous. This is planted in us. It's not something that we have to try to get. How many times have we prayed, God, come to me. Please come into my heart. You can't even pray that prayer without the presence of light and life and love already there. You can't. You've already been drawn towards God so that when you do say the prayer, however you need to word it, it's a response then to the revelation of the light in you. In John 1, and I tell you, this is going to blow your mind. John 1, you've got to read the entire chapter in one sitting and read it slowly. Just the first three verses right now, because I'm going to read through a bunch of them. But the first three verses, I'm going to read them right now, will blow your mind. It, It is a declaration of who this God is. john is writing about he says in the beginning was the word now the word word that i'm reading you has a capital w on it it's not a small lowercase w it's a capital and the reason it's a capital is because it's speaking of jesus he says in the beginning was the word the logos jesus himself it does not say in the beginning was the bible We, some people could be surprised by that statement, but it's true. The Bible is not where things began. The Bible is a a record of the, the, the record of God and his love for us says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And if you remember two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, we talked about no distance. I think it was last week. There's no distance between us and God. It's because he has created us and he holds us together. Here in verse three of first John, it says, all things came into being through him. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. Jesus is your source. He is the one who holds you together. You pair that up with Colossians 1, John 1, Colossians 1. Wow! It'll just encourage your heart and give you confidence in the one who created you, in the one who loves you. Let's continue in verse 4. In him was life, and the life was, listen to this, the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it we just read that in luke we read that in matthew if the light that is in you if that light is darkness to you how great is that darkness this is three evidences already of the light shines in the darkness so for whoever it is darkness to them the one who walks in darkness light still shines through It goes through them, although they do not perceive it, or the scripture says here, they cannot comprehend it. Let's go into uh, verse 6. There came a man sent from God, whose name was John, John Baptist. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He, John, was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. There was the true light, which coming into the world, and please listen to this next line, because this will blow your mind. It says it. Look it up yourself. I'm not exaggerating or making this up. Verse 9 of John 1, there was the true light, which coming into the world, enlightens every man, everybody. It it is Jesus himself, the light of the world, shining through everything, everyone who enlightens us, who is the one who allows us to wake up. He was, in verse 10, he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own and those who were his own did not receive him. This is the story of the Jews. He came to the Jews. They didn't recognize him. The Jewish leaders wanted nothing to do with him. He was a threat to their Jewish system. He was a threat to their laws. That's what this Easter idea is all about. The whole week of from the um, triumphal entry right to the cross. This is the people who he, who he was sent to rejecting him. The leaders, not necessarily the people people. They were really sad that, that week. Uh, they cried a lot. But it gets better. But as many... As received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. Now, I read that quickly, but verse 12, let me say it one more time. This is, I'm not, I'm not talking about soteriology or the theology of salvation here, but it says here, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, even to those who believe in his name. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word, capital W, became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is being declared here. John is describing the light becoming man. He came to earth to be human. John testified about him, John the Baptist, and he cried out saying, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me for all his fullness. We have all received grace upon grace. Again, verse 16, I'm going to reread it. You got to hear it. The, the, there's a key word there that we may overlook quickly if we're not listening. It says, For of his fullness, Jesus, his fullness, we have all received and grace upon grace. Not going to receive, have received. <clears throat> they didn't even believe it all. Second Corinthians, this is really cool. You'll like this. Second Corinthians 4, verse 3. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the small g God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord and ourselves as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. Here comes. For God, and this is verse 6 of Second Corinthians, for God who said, light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Do you remember back in First John 5, 1-5, it says light shines through the darkness. Now it's saying it shines out of the darkness. How crazy is that? Uh, is there any place God's light is not? No. <laughs> Psalm 139. This could blow your mind. Uh, some of you will recognize this long text, but uh, I, I think you'll get it. It's the last, verse, uh, last two verses I want you to really hear. But I'm going to read you this concept of God first, how, how the writer begins. He says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit and when I rise up. You understand my thoughts from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down and are intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before there is a word in my tongue, behold, O oh Lord, you know it all. You have a Enclosed me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you're there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will lay hold of me. And pause there for a second before I read the last two verses. The writer is saying, wherever I go, you're there. Wherever I try to run or hide, I can't. You you know everything about me. What a beautiful way to admit God fully knows you. Verse 11 and 12. Here we go. The topic is light and darkness. If I say, surely the darkness will overwhelm me and the light around me will be night. Here it is. Even the darkness is not dark to you, and the night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. This is the writer of Psalm 139 perceiving something that is, how can you know this? From his lens, For what he perceived, this is how we saw God's light. T.F. Torrance wrote this. This is how we're going to end today. This is a wonderful quote. The constancy of physical light is a reflection of the constancy of God. His nature and the way he relates to his creation, just like physical light, God In his pure love is always moving toward you in total purity and goodness of intention to embrace you intimately and personally. He does this regardless of your direction of travel, your attitude towards him, or your moral performance. God's love is constant, unerring, and warming us as rays of the sun. There's no shadow or turning, and all of God's nature and character, including his wrath and judgment must be understood from the basis of primary truth that he is love that he is light his wrath and anger is only ever directed towards those things that harm his beloved children and his creation not towards his children or his creation themselves he is light He himself shines on all constantly and unceasingly, regardless of their attitude towards him. God's very being radiates radiates constant, unchanging, unrelenting, pure love and warmth. I hope you heard the good news today. God is light and he shines through you. Look forward to seeing you next week. Tune in next week. Thanks so much for watching today and listening. Are you looking for an encouraging
1: church where you'll discover hope in God who truly loves and accepts you? Hope Fellowship in North Waterloo meets every Sunday at 1030 and the great coffee is only the first thing you'll appreciate. If you're looking for a safe place, a relaxed community of people who want to grow in the freedom of God's grace, welcome to Hope Fellowship, second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. Learn more at hopefellowshipycc.com. And they do have that great coffee. Martin's Small Engines and Auto Clinic in Elmira is more than small engines. Like their name says, Martin's is also a full-service auto clinic focused on automotive repair and service, brakes, tires, local lockout service, and so much more. Whatever you need, Martin's can do it. For that small-town feel with large shop quality, trust a team that really cares. Martin's Small Engines and Auto Clinic, Industrial Drive Elmira and martinselmira.com.
0: You've been listening to Still Growing in Grace. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker, and I'd like to invite you to join me next Tuesday morning at 11.30 when our teaching time will continue. Or join us at 10.30 every Sunday morning at Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. If this show has been an encouragement to you, won't you help us spread this good news? Make your donation today by visiting stillgrowingingrace.ca. You can also catch up on past programs, watch YouTube videos of our talks, and download our weekly podcasts. Sign up for our email list and send in your questions. After all, no one has arrived, and we are all still growing in grace.